Welcome back to I Hear Design and INS podcast series. My name is Adrienne Schley, your host, as well as associate editor for INS. You know, I know several of our podcasts within the past year have focused on the pandemic, of course, and how it's affected different markets in the A&D industry, especially the workplace. So as we start to kind of begin from to emerge from the pandemic, there's really been a lot of speculation about whether people are going to return to work full time um, within the office, create this sort of hybrid schedule between working from home in the office or maybe just working from home entirely and whether or not it stimulates productivity. You know, many believe that the future of the workplace is gonna primarily be focused on a balance between these two spaces. Um, But what about people who aren't working from home or aren't working in the office? They've gotta be going somewhere else. So that's where today's topic of conversation enters, the third place. And that's kind of used to describe everything from coffee shops to parks, maybe restaurants. But here to explain more, about what this concept means is Shay Lamb, who is the Managing Executive and Studio Creative Director of TPG Architecture. Shay, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, and I'm really excited to learn more about this topic. You know, I think it's been around for a while, but it's not one I'm familiar with. So just to kind of get us started with our conversation, can you help define what is the third place? What does that mean? Well, actually, um, it's 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 a term that was sort of uh, coined by uh, this American sociologist uh, named Ray Oldenburg, and he basically referred to it as an environment outside of the home. So the home being the first place and work being the second place. Um, I think it was in his book, The Great Good Place. And and it it really means uh, community building. So it could be anywhere between the hairdressers, the community shop, um, the park. So it was anywhere else other than your home or your work. So he basically sort of laid it out there and they were essential to commu- to build communities um, within, you know, neighborhoods. And I'm sure, you know, in today's world, very technology heavy, we can pretty much create these spaces just about anywhere. Um, So for interior designers who primarily work in workplace design, what should they need to know about these kinds of spaces? You know, what might they include? What might they look like? Where are people starting to really migrate to? Yeah, so uh, it's interesting because... uh, with technology being the way it is, uh, you basically and and everybody having a computer basically in their pocket with their iPhone or or their smart device, you can essentially work almost anywhere. You know, and and you mentioned it, it, you can work in a coffee shop, and I think that some of the first let's call it co-working spaces were was actually a Starbucks, so to speak. You know, everybody would go there and grab a cup of coffee and just loiter around for many many hours, but you can essentially work anywhere, uh, coffee shop, hotel, lounge, city parks, back of an Uber, and it's the idea of creating great a uh, great environment that supports all of these functions. So it's Wi-Fi, it's connectivity, it's uh, electricity, but it's not only that, we've got to remember that workplace, um, there's different types of work, right? And so whether it's a single person uh, or a social collaborative work, you've got, we've got to make sure that we're supporting all of the different functions and, and creating the right setting for each individual uh, environment. Right. You know, I know some people are kind of looking for meeting spaces outside the office for, like you said, those small collaborative moments. Of course, you know, I think lighting and even acoustics might be taken into consideration in these spaces. So what kind of interior design elements do you think we're going to find within these third place environments that people are gravitating towards? 
Yeah, I mean, I, you know, um, back in the day, I used to also work. Um, so I, I, I started my, my uh, career out as a hospitality designer, designing hotels and restaurants. Uh, and then little did I know, I uh, used that, I used that uh, skill to work at WeWork uh, in, <laughs> in the early days of WeWork. And, you know, they, they really understood that secret sauce is really about flexibility, uh, agility, and choice. Mm-hmm. So the idea of creating large gathering in um, impactful social spaces to build the relationships that one would need. And then also the intimate spaces for heads down work. So you mentioned lighting. Lighting is pivotal, um, but lighting, you've got to get right. So heads for heads down work, you've got to have great lighting for, for those people who really do need to uh, be looking at something other than the screen. But for those moments where you're building relationships and and you're doing social sort of relationship building, it's creating a great atmosphere that potentially is rooted in food and beverage. It's got um, ambient lighting uh, and a space that might transition between morning, noon, and night. So uh, yeah, lighting is important. Uh, acoustics is important, but just making sure that we're we're clear as to what we're creating for so singles versus a social gathering yeah and you know that's interesting you've been in hospitality design and of course we work so i'm just curious and now of course tpg architecture are there any projects that come to mind as examples of these third places that you've worked on in the past or maybe are working on right now Okay, so um, one of our one of our clients is Bond Collective, and uh, they they are co working uh, operation, very similar to uh, a WeWork or a Soho House or a Noya House, and you know part of what they want to do is really create these social spaces that allow for that that relationship building between uh, a client and and you. So they they're public spaces are very, very active. Their heads down spaces are a little bit more modest, but they're, they're, it's really meant to be uh, more public forward. So their spaces are, are a little bit more um, animated in that sense. You know, and Soho House, who are not our clients, you know, they, they also have got the secret sauce right, where they are a social, social gathering place. Um, it's, it's private membership based, but, um, you know, they've got a laptop pot policy. Mm-hmm. So they really understand that there are things that you are trying to get there. There's work that you're trying to get done either in the mornings or in the afternoons, but then in the evenings, you know, it changes and it becomes much more social. So they do have a laptop policy where it's like you shut off, you, you have to put the laptops away at seven o'clock. So, I mean, it, it, all of these different uh, co-working spaces or social clubs really have understood that that co-working is is not going away, uh, but you have to make these spaces more conducive to to actual work as well as keeping the core of what what it means to be a social club together and what it really mean needs what relationships really need um, to support that that sort of collaborative environment. Right. Kind of like how you said earlier, you know, places that can transition through the morning, afternoon and evening. And that sounds like a perfect example of that. So if you had to give your top tips to, you know, interior designers or even architects in the field, kind of getting started in creating these spaces, what are those, you know, few things they should keep in mind when designing what might be described as a third place? Sure. I I think, 
you know, you got to think of a comfortable setting. You know, if you're having a quick chat, a high bar stool is fine. But if you're really sitting down and having long, long periods of, of work, you may want to think about comfortable seating. You know, access to technology is going to be important, is obviously important. You know, outlets everywhere, outlets, 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 Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi access points. Um, you know, food and beverage should always be a part of your, your thinking and your philosophy, even if it's a quick grab and go or vending machines, food and beverage offering has got to be a, a part of that. You want that environment to feel very hospitality like. And then uh, we spoke about it before, good work lighting uh, and different work, different lighting as well. Uh, ambient lighting versus lounge lighting versus task lighting. Mm hmm. You know, it sounds like spaces need to have some sort of flexibility within them. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm excited to see some of these, you know, places start to emerge more as we kind of figure out this new working environment in the future. So, Shay, I just wanted to thank you for sharing your insight with this interior design perspective. Well, thank you. Yeah. And, and for anyone who wants to learn more about TPG Architecture and their work, you can, of course, visit their website at tpgarchitecture.com. Otherwise, we, you can always browse more topics on I Hear Design podcast page. Thank you for listening into today's episode, and we hope to have you join us again in the future. Mm -hmm.